Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Happy Hump Day, the aliens. What's up? This is EJ Stewart. You're listening to the best of the DA show coming at you right now. Happy Wednesday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Big Bang Barbecue. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Des Moines, D.C., Kalamazoo, and Waterloo Way are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we say in D.A., everything. Thanks so much for being with us, everybody. Appreciate you dropping on by. Good show lined up for you this morning. A lot of NFL heading into week number three in 20 minutes. Who's to blame with Justin Fields not elevating to the next level. In 40 minutes, a Wednesday staple, a champ and a chump. Later on in the show, NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, Charles McDonald will join us here on the program. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys as Dallas begins 2-0, a sweep of the New York teams. Barely broke a sweat doing it. 40 to nothing in week number one over the Giants. 30 to 10 on Sunday over the Jets. And this week should be another easy victory. The Cowboys travel to Phoenix to take on the lowly Arizona Cardinals. Although, let's face it, the Cardinals have shown more pluck than most would have assumed coming into the season, specifically the Wizard, who's been against them twice and lost twice. Is the Wizard advance. Either way... Cowboys are feeling good and doing well. well. I feel good and I'm doing well. Micah Parsons yesterday with Pat McAfee talking about how special this team is. They are rolling right now. And that since they're all comfortable with one another coming out of the last season, this is set up for a wagon of a type season. Okay. So they should go to 3-0. They're a big favorite this weekend over Arizona. But does beating the Giants, the Jets, and the Cardinals really tell us how good or great the Cowboys are? When will we really know who the Cowboys are? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Ball near the left hash. Prescott in the gun. Back is on his left. Snap goes back. Looking to his left. Looking, looking. Checks it down. Ferguson at the one. Leans over the pylon. Touchdown. Go to Arizona and get win number three. Simple as that. Uh, that's where our focus is. That's who we are right now. That's all we're focusing on. Um, carpe omnia and staying in the moment right now. And that's that. That's as simple as that. We know what we can get to. We know who we are. Um, but it's about attacking each and every day, our preparation. Um, and we're not going to get any further than Arizona. And I think that's how we continue this rhythm. Well, I mean, we're off to an outstanding start. Uh, I, you know, the, the pressure and the takeaways are, you know, at, 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 you know, an incredible level after after two games. So, um, but you know, I, I, this this group has has taken it up a notch clearly uh, from last year. Um, you know, I think from top to bottom, uh, not only are you know our 
our veteran players, but our younger players are, are really contributing. Yeah, it just means that you're improving. Everything, you, those little things you talk about, finishing games, closing them out, smothering people, um, not giving them that hope and dream that they could come back in this game and think they're on the same playing field as us. That's, that's the type of uh, things you want to see, not the, the constant repetition. That means you're not learning. So I'm very happy where we're at right now. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. You heard Brad Sham on Cowboys Radio with your play-by-play. Dak, head coach Mike McCarthy, and Mike Parsons. A lot of power rankings at this point in time done around the NFL by observers and media have the Cowboys as the best team in the NFL, if not one of the top two or three teams in the NFL. And undoubtedly, they're a good team. And inarguably, they had two very impressive wins. But, I mean, it means nothing. Those two wins mean nothing. And they really don't tell us how great this squad can be. And I'm hearing a lot of the same rhetoric around the Cowboys and within the Cowboys that gets them into trouble every year. Thinking that they've won the Super Bowl in September. That somehow a blocked field goal for a touchdown and a pick six in route to a destruction of the Giants who played like absolute slop is an indicator of how great they are, you're not going to get blocked field goals for touchdowns. And yes, while turnovers have been great for the Cowboys through the first two games, as McCarthy talks about, let's not put the wagon before the horse. Because game one, everything went to hell in a handbasket in the first quarter and the second quarter for the Giants, and the rest of the night was just meaningless. Week two, you played Zach Wilson. I mean, there really is no true indicator of how good this team is yet. Now, we'll get it shortly, but it's going to be a few weeks. They've got the Cardinals this week, and they'll probably destroy the Cardinals by three touchdowns. And once again, everybody in Dallas will be making their Super Bowl plans. The following week, they have the Patriots at home. They should destroy the Patriots. As we've seen New England, an 0-2 team, they should not win that game. Following that, okay, now we've got a real litmus test. They travel to San Francisco to take on the Niners. That's a Sunday night football game. Niners, Cowboys, week four. Now we're starting, or week five, now we're starting to understand who the Cowboys truly are. After that, they've got the Chargers and Rams, and then a trip to Philadelphia. They've got a bye week in there as well. Between a trip to San Francisco... And a trip to Philadelphia, those are the indicators of who the Cowboys are. Because let's face it, the Cowboys could be 13-4 and this year. And they might be the third best team of their own conference. They might be the second best team of their own division. So I'm just not ready to get ahead of myself of the Cowboys because every year this happens. A good start leads everybody with preseason expectations to start believing that this is the year. And then something goes kablooey later on in the season. And beating the Giants the way that they did and beating the Jets minus Aaron Rodgers, these are not great indicators yet. Now, the turnovers, the defense, Micah, etc. Hey, they can play D. And whether it's the Giants or Jets or somebody else. But you've got to also beat really good teams. And I just once again sense that everybody is... Just assuming this is the Cowboys' greatness, being 30 to 40 points better than teams. Nah, 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 nah. The Giants laid the biggest, stinkiest turd ever, and then you played Zach Wilson. Everyone's going to kill Zach Wilson. We cannot extrapolate from that. Oh, see, the Cowboys, they're just as good as we thought. Hey, you beat bad teams and you beat them badly. Great. But that's that doesn't tell us whether you're better than the Niners, the Eagles, or you're ready for a deep playoff run yet. This has nothing to do yet with whether the Cowboys can get it done when it matters in January. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227 or on Twitter, DA on CBS. I've heard a lot of people say that 
Dion's going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think some people say it laughingly, and some people say it seriously. I'm not going to go there yet. And I think there's a couple of reasons why I think that's very premature and or inaccurate. Number one, if the Dallas Cowboys are, again, a 12, a 13, a 14-win team this year, even if they flame out in the playoffs, would Jerry fire Mike McCarthy after three consecutive 12-plus win seasons? I mean, this is almost worst-case scenario where the Cowboys are probably going to be pretty good but may flame out again in January, and then you're faced with a really difficult decision. You have all this great regular season success three years in a row, and yet, does it matter? And is Jerry Jones going to pull the trigger? A guy that kept Chan Gailey around and Dave Campo around and Jason Garrett around, he's really going to fire the guy that went 12 wins, 12 wins, and 13 wins or something? That's the first part. The second part is, Is it a premier prestige job? Of course, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Dion has roots, played in Dallas, knows Jerry well, Cowboys hero. But what Dion is doing right now, to me, is specific to kids. That's the magic with Dion right now. He's selling to kids. And in college, you sell. You sell to recruits. You sell to recruits' families. You sell to boosters and donors. A college football coach is a salesman. Okay? In my job, what I do, if we made a call and we're lucky enough to have a pretty good Visibility within the industry, popular around the country, a lot of affiliates. If we make a call to a sports information director this week and say, hey, we'd like your coach on. If we can't get that coach on, we get an email back or a call back. Hey, sorry, we can't do this. Let's set something up later in the season, but let's try in the off season or when we have an off week. And if we just request enough, we get plenty of college football coaches around here wanting to come on. We can send an email to every single NFL team every day of the season and go over a one-on-one with an NFL head coach because NFL head coaches don't have to sell. They have a finite amount of media responsibilities, and then they don't want to do anything else because they don't have to do anything else. They don't want to do one-on-ones. They want to do one press conference for everybody, assembled media, and then they're done and they're in there watching film and practice and whatever. College coaches have to sell. You got to get your voice out. You got to get your brand out. Dion's magic is the sale. He's interesting. He's cool. He's counterculture. He's non traditional. All of those things. He's brash. That's his magic. And he's connecting to kids and kids' families. You don't have to do any of that in the NFL. The NFL is scheme. The NFL is X's and O's and scheme. Everybody's got good talent. You're in the NFL. You're not recruiting. Yeah, there's a few free agents that you go out and try to get, but really you're locked into salary cap restrictions and what your owner wants to do or what your GM wants to do, and he's not going to be the GM or the owner in Dallas, obviously. It's a draft, so you just kind of take best available players. I don't think Dion's a fit at all in the NFL. What he's doing in college is college-specific. Now, he could probably do this anywhere he wants in college. I don't think that this is specific to Colorado or Jackson State or anything like that. I think he can. this is transferable from school to school to school. But I don't think it's transferable to the NFL. So I would hesitate once again on speculation that, oh, after the season, they're going to fire Mike McCarthy and Dion's going to take over or Dion's headed for the NFL at some point in time. Dion's smart enough 
smart like a fox to know his shtick works when he's selling to 18 and 19 year olds or transfer portal kids and their moms and dads. That's what's working. Only one letter separates them, but they're galaxies apart. One is a true winner. One is a pathetic loser. This is DA's champ or chump. All right, college football-wise, your champ is Miami tight end Cam McCormick. Cam McCormick is 25 years old. And Cam McCormick has petitioned the NCAA for a ninth year of eligibility. He began his career with Oregon in 2016. Note that he spent the first seven years of college at Oregon. Now he's at Miami and looking for a ninth year of eligibility. Cam McCormick redshirted in 2016, played in 2017, Broke his ankle in 2018 because of repercussions and complexities from that broken ankle. Missed all of 2019 and 2020. Played in 2021 but tore his Achilles. And then last year, finally got on the field for all 13 games. Caught 10 passes. Was very efficient. Three touchdowns with those 10 passes caught for 66 yards. Then transferred to Miami this year. And is petitioning for a, a ninth year. Most of us spend two or four years in college. Cam's already at eight and looking for nine. If you want some perspective and context, Cam McCormick committed to Oregon during the Obama presidency. <laughs> <laughs> Once the ninth year. Give it to him. Let's see how long this can go. Can he be playing tight end in college football until he's 30, maybe? How do we get this thing done? That Cam McCormick is catching passes in college football as he's middle-aged. Can we can we get there? He's in his eighth season in college football, and he wants the ninth. NCAA, give it to him! Cam McCormick is your champ. EJ, you were nodding your head. You've heard of Cam McCormick. Of course, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. So I've heard about this story. And look, he's heard that maybe the U's back at 3-0. and He wants to jump on the bandwagon. Why not? He'd be the first uh, <laughs> tight end at Miami with, uh, you know, an AARP card. <laughs> your chumps on the week. Oh, no. East Carolina. East Carolina is 0-3. They could be the worst team in college football. They are 0-3 following double-digit losses to Marshall and App State. ECU has yet to reach 300 yards of offense this season. They haven't gotten 300 yards of offense yet this season. Mike Houston, at least put together a day where you can put together 300 yards of offense. East Carolina, the chumps. That's DA's chump. Class is now dismissed. And they're lucky. They're lucky because they might not have even been mentioned this morning. I was leaning toward the UB Bulls of Buffalo after they got beat by Fordham by Bogus's Fordham Rams as the FCS Rams hung 40 on Buffalo. But I, I figured, you know what? We'll aim at East Carolina. Not that I take any glee in this, but they're really, really... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. So glad you're with us. You can always listen to the show in podcast form, the best of the show, or the full four hours available every single place you just get you get your podcast. Just simply search the DA Show. The Steelers' offense has been rough to watch through the first two weeks. Week number one, they were suffocated by the 49ers. Week number two, they had two defensive scores to beat the Browns on Monday Night Football. Steelers fans not happy with OC Matt Canada. Here's Mike Tomlin. This is the sport entertainment business. It is our job to win and thus entertain them. And so, you know, we don't begrudge them for that. Um, we we, we, we want to... We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. It is our job. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm listening, All Mike right. Tomlin. We want you to be fat and sassy. Hired. Okay. Make me a Steelers fan today. Yeah, I mean, I already love the guy, and all he wants is for me to be Fat and sassy? I love this. Done. Feed me all the Primanti brothers you can, <laughs> all the Iron City light that you can. I just get to sit there like a bump in a log, get fat. I get to be sassy <laughs> and spoiled. Ooh, la, la, as Amy Trask might say. <laughs> like the, the, the best advertisement for what it means to be a football fan. <laughs> like if you had anybody who was kind of on the fence, yeah. Mike Tomlin saying, hey, you could be fat, sassy, Tell me to fire my my offensive coordinator, head coach, <laughs> uh, assistant coach. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's what we want. That's our job is to take this kind of punishment. We honestly should bring that slogan as American NFL fans over to the UK as they try to expand the sport into <laughs> Germany and the UK. Hey, here we're fat, sassy, and spoiled. Don't you love? This? Now they already know that outside. Uh, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, I think that's a reputation in general. It is. Uh, but I, I will. I will add this. Uh, Brandon Tierney can keep his unkillable t-shirt. Get me a fat, sassy, and spoiled <laughs> shirt in black and gold immediately. Fat, sassy, and spoiled. We, we got friends in Pittsburgh. If they're not making a shirt with those three words on it, by noon today, they're doing it wrong. Every star on the Steelers' helmet represents one of those. Fat, <laughs> sassy, spoiled. Sassy's definitely the red, the red star. <laughs> sassy. Sassy, fat, sassy, and spoiled. And if I can be spoiled as well for a second, uh, fire Matt Canada. Enough, enough for <laughs> yeah, that. Right, yeah. They're not, they're not wrong. I know. If we're friends now, Mike, uh, <laughs> that's a suggestion. Get a new guy. Let's go to Dame Lillard, who is still stuck in his Portland Trailblazers purgatory, but playing for the Blazers, no, that's a bridge. Or playing for the Warriors is a bridge too far. This is from the It Is What It Is show on YouTube. As far as like Golden State, like I respect what they, you know, what they've been doing over the last eight, nine years or whatever. 
and I'm from there. Obviously, that's home, but I can't I can't go be a part of that. I agree. Like they even won four championships. Like what how, what I look like going to try to do that and say, oh, I'm joining my home team. Like no, nah, it's a, somebody that played my position. That's you know behind LeBron, the best player of this era. You know what I'm saying? So it, it don't even to me that don't even make sense. That ain't I never do nothing like that. I lose every year before I go. There is something certainly that's admirable about this, that he does not want to be just a third wheel, another cog. You guys have all won without me. I don't want to just jump in here and gravy train. It might be my hometown team, but it's always, as he's kind of saying there, it's Steph's team. It's Steph's rings. I'm not just going to jump on board and gravy train rings there. Okay. And certainly Dame Lillard has a certain pride about winning his way. He's wanted to win by being the guy in Portland. Ultimately, it's it's not happening. But if he's willing to go kind of form a bit of a super team in Miami, is it much different than just going to Golden State to win a championship? I mean, look, the Miami Heat have been to the finals more often in the last four years than the Golden State Warriors. They went during the pandemic year in in the bubble, and they went last season. And you're joining all-star Jimmy Butler, all-star Bam Adebayo. Like, I feel like... Dame Lillard is trying to hold on to this image we had of him, of him being this principled guy that won't join super teams and wants to do it on his own and is so loyal. And he now knows that that facade is over. I mean, this guy's literally been telling teams allegedly that he'll be angry if they trade for him and it's not the Miami Heat. I mean, how could you be the guy who's like, I'm too big to play for the Golden State Warriors? I mean, come on. What do I look like? But I will join the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals the last three years. Went to the NBA Finals two of the last three years. <laughs> that I'm all good for. But the Golden State Warriors, no, no. That's a step too far. I'm a principled guy. Come on, Dame. I love Dame, but this this was ridiculous to me. Yeah, and you can't live in between like this. You want to stay in Portland and say, I only want to win here. If I don't win, and you know, I don't want to win anywhere else, that's fine. But once you open the door to leaving Portland, then you can't pick a new hill to die on <laughs> in where you're going to win outside of Portland. Yeah. Once you're willing to go... Go wherever. And maybe it's my lack of pride. Go (laughs) pick the easy. You've done the hard thing for a dozen years. Pick the easy way out. You now understand it's time to get a ring. Go where you can get a ring. If that's Golden State or Tuscaloosa or wherever, just go and get the ring as easy as possible. Why are we signing up for anything less than that at this point? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I like that take. You've done the hard part. You've spent 10 years in Portland without winning. Now just do the easy part. Right. Join the team that will help you win a championship. Yeah, go go to Golden State. Be the guy that helps them get back to where they used to be. That's a storyline. If he went there and he was their second best player and he's the one that re restarts or, you know, puts the, the kind of the exclamation point on this little dynasty, why can't he be that? What's wrong with that being that guy? But he's, he's so stuck in his head about this being this guy who is this, again, this loyal principal. I'm not a super team guy. Like He's stuck in that image, and he won't allow himself to think beyond it. So somehow he is conjured up in his head, okay, I did kind of be disloyal by saying I do want to leave Portland, but I'm not going to the Warriors, so therefore I'm still this this guy who's down for the cause. Like It's, it's, it's all a makings of his imagination. Maybe it's because the Warriors have beaten him so often. They were the ones that swept him in the Western Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So maybe it's just that, that he's always had kind of an axe to grind because that's his hometown team. They were always winning everything. He was winning nothing. And I kind of think if there's maybe a chance this was a slight dig at Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is a great point guard, a Hall of Famer who went to the Golden State Warriors to play behind Steph Curry who apparently had this long-standing beef with the Golden State Warriors. I also also saw this and thought, is he thinking about somebody by saying, I I couldn't be that guy? He's saying he can't be Chris Paul? That's saying a big thing. Chris Paul's an all-time great. If it's not directly to Chris Paul, it is indirectly to Chris Paul. Yeah, my guess is Dame thinks he's better today than Chris Paul is currently. And he is. Right. So I don't I don't know that he sees them as equal in terms of like this decision, but there's no way to completely disconnect Paul from these comments. Right. Because somebody's actually doing the thing that <laughs> right. Dame yes. thinks is a mortal sin. Yeah, That's Dame right. says he'd lose forever. Then right. ever go to that team. Right. Finally, here's Niners linebacker Fred Warner who's talking about how the Niners got together and watched Colorado versus Colorado State on Saturday. 
we are in the hotel the night before the game. All right, we mm-hmm. were sitting in the meal room. They got called football on the night before games, right, on, on the big screen while we're eating our meal. And when I tell mm-hmm. you that everybody is in that meal room dialed in, everybody dialed everybody. in watching Colorado versus Colorado State, Colorado State. exactly. <laughs> like, and they're literally exactly. like jumping at every exactly. single little play to start that game. Like, it was exactly. as if we're watching the Super Bowl. Exactly. Like exactly. that in itself, right there. That's all you need to know about what about what uh, Dion has done to that program. Exactly. And so, man. I mean, you talk about a story, and it's in his first year, too. Like, imagine how he's going to be like next year and going forward. That's from the Warner House podcast. It's a good anecdote. It gives you a good visual. The Niners getting together, eating their meal the night before the game, the team hotel, and they're going crazy for a Colorado State-Colorado game. But it's funny how everybody lives in their own little silo. It's like we have all these metrics of how Dion has moved the needle. All of these metrics of television ratings, recruits, five-star kids are now looking at Colorado, a visit here, a visit there. Wu-Tang is on the sideline. Chris Rock is performing in Boulder. Like, it's the biggest thing. Game day and Big Noon kickoff are at the same place doing the game. But Fred Warner's view is, if it didn't tell you that Dion's moved the needle before, we were all watching the game the and going Niners. crazy. That The 49ers were watching the game as we ate our Salisbury steak, and we were into it. If that doesn't tell you how popular this team is, it's like, yeah, no, we got it, Fred. They're really popular. It didn't take you guys, didn't take Christian McCaffrey pumping his fist as he eats mashed potatoes to tell us that they're really popular these days. Brock Purdy in his Shador Sanders jersey eating his Sunday right up against the big screen, rooting on the buff. <laughs> oh my god Debo went up for a second Sunday because we were so hyped up about double overtime we usually splinter at night 53 guys <laughs> yeah. 53 rooms there's no hanging out but this Saturday thanks to Dion we were one group for three hours and then we won the next day I forgot to put sprinkles on the Sunday it was crazy and that's your sound check free basing expos <laughs> Tweets me a picture of Permanti Brothers and simply says, hashtag fat and sassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, putting French fries on a sandwich is about as sassy as it gets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. God, every time I see a picture of Permanti Brothers, I just, ugh, one of those sandos. I just feel like I just want to dive headfirst into the computer. So the Jaguars want to build a kind of a brand new arena or stadium for the Jaguars with major renovations so that it almost looks brand new. It's the same facility, same footprint, but they want to do massive, massive renovations and they want about a billion dollars in public money or a total maybe, but there's, yeah, I think about a billion in public and then another close to a billion in private. I mean, this is a massive, massive project for this stadium that houses the Jaguars. Of course, when the Bulldogs and and the Gators play as well, amongst other things in Jacksonville. So according to the story in the Jacksonville Business Journal, more than half of Jacksonville residents would prefer the city sell the stadium and the surrounding land instead of using city money to pay for the renovations. 6%, only 6 6% of those respondents said the city should devote the billion dollars in public money to the renovations. Only 6% of respondents say, yeah, take a billion bucks and put it into the stadium. Most said, let the team pay for the renovations. One-third of those who responded said they'd be okay spending $500 million or less, so half a billion The Jaguars are looking for a billion. But most people said no to spending the full billion dollars of taxpayer money, even if it meant losing the team. I hope that this is the beginning of all of these owners realizing the fire hose of free money has run dry. And it's been a sham for many decades. And it has held so many cities hostage for many decades. And it has been used 
as the guillotine hanging above your heads and above politicians' heads for many, 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 many years. If you don't say yes, we move the team. You want the team, don't you? And you don't want to be responsible for losing the team. Do you want that blood on your hands? Do you want to be the reason that we have to move? And it's ridiculous. It's patently, absurdly ridiculous. Exhibit A. What will the NFL pump out all week this week? Higher ratings than ever! Cowboys and Jets registered a so-and-so television rating, making it the second most watched event in TV in 2023, behind only the Super Bowl, another one of our events. Ratings are up for ESPN's Monday night. More people streaming and watching than ever before. Television ratings through the roof for Sunday night football. Football fans can't get enough. Football is the king. Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes register the fifth most watched ESPN college football game ever. Ever! Look at how popular we are. But we need your money. This is the sham. Major League Baseball, look at the valuations of teams. $1 billion here, $2 billion here. These owners bought in for $50 million, bucks, $150 million, bucks, $200 million. Bucks. Now their franchise is worth $2.2 billion. Now they are dropping the percentage of ownership you need to have because people can't even cobble together the billions of dollars you need to own teams. So television revenue just keeps growing. It's not like CBS gets a deal this year to broadcast the NFL. Across the board, was it 92 of the top 100 television shows in America last year were NFL games. The valuation of, of these franchises, every time one sells, what, the Commanders just sold for $6 billion? $6 billion! And then they turn around and go, but we need your money for the stadium. You get it, right? It's for you. But, it, you know, you guys can use this for other stuff, too. And you wouldn't want to lose the team, would you? Let me ask you. Do you pay more or less for a jersey at NFL shop today than you did 15 years ago? Do you pay more or less for that Steelers hoodie at nflshop.com? Do you pay more or less for that Eagles t-shirt at fanatics.com? Do you pay more or less for that Bills snapback than you did 15 years ago? Let me ask you this. Do you pay more or less for the ticket to the Niners game than you did 15 years ago? Do you pay more or less for the beer or the parking than you did at a Buccaneers game 15 years ago? The answer across the board is no, 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 no. Today we pay more. We pay more for everything. It's not just inflation. They have gouged the prices knowing that we'll still pay it. Oh, great flash sale on Fanatics. Oh, my God, 10% off my $80 hoodie. Oh, I saved 8 bucks on my $80 hoodie. Great. They gouged us some prices all across the board, all their licensed merchandise that goes to them, all of their concessions that goes to them, the parking that goes to them, the ticket prices go to them. They make more money than ever in television contracts. And then when it comes to pay for their stadiums, they go, we don't have the money. We're going to need you guys to help out. We're helping out every single freaking day. Every day we help you out. So no, no, no more free cash for you guys. You're billionaires. John Fisher bought the A's. 
for $180 million. A buck 80, 20 some odd years ago. Has never invested a dime into the infrastructure of the Oakland Coliseum. Has never re-signed a free agent. So has invested no money in the team or the facility. He spent $180 million to buy the team, of which none of it is his own making. His mom and dad created the gap. He will have a team when he moves to Vegas, or currently if he wanted to sell it today, that is worth two or more billion dollars. And here he is going, I'm going to need your money to build a ballpark. I just don't have enough. And if you don't give it to me, I'm moving. How come you didn't make this easier on yourselves? You should just give me all of the money up front. Instead, you're making it hard. I think I'm just going to move it, which is what's happening in Jacksonville. I mean, the NFL only has 32 of these things. The Jaguars are easily worth $3 billion if Shad Khan wanted to, wanted to sell today. Easily. If the commanders get six, you're talking about a 2 to $3 billion property that Shad Khan owns today. But he needs a billion dollars of taxpayer money to renovate the stadium? Now, look, the... It looks beautiful, the renovation, the the designs look immaculate. But how can you, with a straight face, any of these billionaire owners in these leagues keep pulling this sham? We just don't have the money. It's all over the place how much money you have. We're the victims of all the money that you make. We're the customers. But it's the shell game. It's the shell game of, but if you don't do it, somebody else will. And the only way that this musical chairs ends if there's municipalities that won't do it. And for Vegas, you know, there's no Vegas resident that I hear going, this is ridiculous expenditures. They go, yeah, we want a baseball team. Or their mayors or their, their constituents or rather their Politicians want to be the ones that bring the baseball team to Vegas to be popular, to be at the ribbon cutting, to have that shovel in the ground photo op. You know, so everybody uses everybody, but it's a total scam. And good on the Jacksonville residents that are like, yeah, no, a billion. Here's a billion dollars of free money to a guy worth billions. Isn't that a nice racket? Hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset like ryan does <laughs> nine over eight no that's not an upset no yeah it is bob <laughs> 
And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, we are stunned. Yeah! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. DA, let's go through the levels of idiocy just for a second. Please. The very bottom rung, your entry level idiocy, if you will, is, say, a Pat Boyle diving through a table outside a Notre Dame game to cricket, to nobody noticing. Right. Nobody egging him on, nobody even turning around. Exactly. Then in Buffalo, they jump through tables to cheers. Sometimes the table's on fire. There's other dangers involved in it, right? Mustard and ketchup all over you. Exactly. Then there's this. You could always, if neither one of those two things is good enough for you, you could always, before a Bills game, like this past one with the Raiders, you could get high. You could climb a fence. I saw some of that in Buffalo in the Mm. parking lot last season. You could fall into a ditch. I saw a fence as well. Okay. Uh, Before Bills Raiders Sunday, a still unnamed 29-year-old man took some drugs, maybe some LSD. Now, most of us would have been done for the day at that point. (laughs) But this guy went into a porta potty, took off all his clothes, covered his now naked body with the contents oh, of said porta potty. Oh. Sometime after that, it appears somebody called security. Is when, this still pregame? Pregame. This okay. is all in the noon Eastern hours Sunday. <laughs> it's the other other pregame show. <laughs> <laughs> that that other pregame poop show. <laughs> so as security approaches, this dude, because he's going to make good decisions, runs <laughs> towards the construction site for the new Bill Stadium. He climbs a 10-foot fence and makes his first fall into the hole. He starts to run again and falls even farther down. Oh, my goodness. Now we're 30 feet below wow. sea level. I don't know how to explain it. Wow. There is even like a police helicopter on scene, and they say as they're hovering over this guy, laying in the hole, covered in porta potty remnants, with one hand he gives them the peace sign, with the other, I'm guessing, the middle finger. Yes. It took firefighters, medics, and officers about 20 minutes to get the dude out. He freely admitted weed, LSD, other stuff. And all he gets for apparently is a tr- misdemeanor for trespassing was the only charge he was given on Monday. And he fell 30 to 40 feet down in the hole and escaped with only a scrape yes. on his forehead. Yeah. No broken bones, no sprained ankles, no anything. He just scraped his forehead. Imagine falling 40 feet into a hole and you don't break an ankle? You don't break a bone in your leg? I think it was two falls totaling 40. So an average (laughs) 20-foot fall still still should do something. Two 20-foot falls? Like, do drugs make you tougher, too, on top of everything else? Well, I think maybe the, the... Arms go limber. The body goes limp. That you're not like tense, like, oh, my God, I'm falling. That you can just fall freely and happily. That you somehow tumble better. Trust fall. But you would think that with even under drugs, like, you would still suffer the injuries. Like, usually drugs, you don't feel the pain, perhaps. But he didn't even get hurt, I think it's like Gumby. I think once you take that many drugs, it's just like, ooh, you're floating like a snowflake. Now, what's the drug that you do? That makes you want to smear the contents of a porta potty all over. Yeah, well, I mean, he said LSD, and again, what I wish Bilotti was here. He is our resident drug right, expert, right. but that sounds like the culprit. LSD sounds like a thing that would make you do this. But I'm gonna guess there's a few delinquent D aliens out there that have done said drug and never had the intention to go smear human waste all over themselves. Yeah, I, I thought when I first saw this, he had fallen in the porta potty or the porta potty had fallen on him. Oh no. And that it was a mistake or an accident that he was covered in waste. But then I read the story and he purposefully did that. He signed up for it, yeah. I don't think he knew he had covered himself in 
the waste of a porta potty. I think he thinks it was something else. Because when you're under LSD, from my understanding, is you hallucinate anything. Yeah. So he could have thought he was covering himself in flowers and roses and right. whatever, and it ended up being the contents of a porta potty, which is to wake up and realize what you've done to yourself. That would that that alone, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. That's actually a good point. He survived with only a scrape physically, but mentally and emotionally, the prison that you live in for the rest of your life, that you willingly smeared that all over your body. Unless he has no memory of it and therefore he like can't relive it. He knows it happened, but if he can't like remember the smell and the feel and the taste, maybe that's the, that's the one escape route he has from that. And of all the places to do it, a porta potty in Buffalo, which is just filled with anchor bar from last night and filled with Ugh. all types of. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather swim in an actual toilet than be involved with the what's in a porta potty that's just sitting there in that blue goo to like kill someone. And it's just like, oh, I mean, it's just horrible. And, and that sheriff's department is doing him a favor by not identifying him. That's true. Because I think that. Maybe he doesn't remember. You're right. Maybe he, he the drugs he was under, he woke up. Maybe he was clean, clothed, and doesn't know what happened to him. But as soon as his name gets out there, and then we all know that this is the man who covered himself in porta potty stuff and fell 30, 40 feet. Now, again, it's like my worst nightmare of being punched at a stadium. This is like that times 500. I mean, to be that person, that would, that would be the worst. And... Not for nothing, because I love Bill's Mafia, but it kind of had to be Buffalo, right? Yes. This guy that does this, there had to be a 40-foot hole near the stadium. <laughs> he had to go into the porta potty first. He then had to traverse a 10-foot fence, you said? Yeah. There had to be police choppers trying to get him. It kind of had to be Bill's Mafia. Like, this doesn't happen at a Colts game. No, the only thing we were missing off the Buffalo bingo card was cold. It was not winter <laughs> right? yet. Otherwise, yes. I mean, that is about as perfect as it gets for Buffalo. If he was wearing Zubaz, that <laughs> is my bingo card. He was wearing only one of those winter hats that with like, the ear flaps you can pull down and tie under your chin. It's flannel. There's a Bill's logo. And he's got boots on. But everything else. Naked and poop. <laughs> he also has a Bruce Smith tattoo. Yeah. And my other question, too, is if you're the officer who gets the call and you hear this is the call, there's a man who's naked, who's covered in stuff from a porta potty and he's fallen 40 feet. If you're in the area of Buffalo, are you even phased by this? I mean, this as you mentioned, this is Buffalo. We no. kind of maybe would expect this from Bills fans. Like, no. do you think that officer is even like surprised or he's like, oh, right, and it's just another Sunday? They are totally prepped for all worst-case scenarios on Sunday home games. Every <sighs> Buffalo PD, every security guard, every emergency response, they know that Sunday mornings, Bill's home game can get sideways. They had a guy fall off of the stadium to his death a couple of years ago, remember? Yeah, and I think we've seen video people um, falling into the porta-potties, like, from the top. So they probably even have encountered a porta pottied person before. It's not the first time someone's had that on their on their person. And how many injuries happen because of people diving into tables? They must have a broken arm every single week or two at Bill's home games. They should have one of those like army medical tents that's just set up right in the parking True. lot for those incidents. They probably do. It begs yeah. the question, guys, with the new stadium, do you think we'll see these types of hijinks? Yeah. They're not getting new fans, right? <laughs> it's just a new building. <laughs> well, does it, you know, is it kind of like having your Uncle Rusty who when he comes over, he gets too drunk, you know, he stumbles out of the house, he says a few racist things. Is it a little different if you ask him to go to a fancier dinner, like a fancier restaurant? Does he still act like that? I mean, only if they somehow price out regular people from this new building, which I think they wouldn't do. It's going to be the same clientele. They're going to behave the same way. I mean, now the stadium it apparently is going to be in Buffalo as opposed to Orchard Park. So I don't know. No, if it's that, right next to oh, it. Is yeah. right next to this, it. Okay, this, so. this hole was part of the construction <laughs> oh of right. the new stadium. Yeah, he might have fallen into the future Bills locker room. <laughs> yes, I'm saying this is the legacy. <laughs> this is the legacy of the new Buffalo Bills stadium right. now. Oh, you, my goodness. You've got to put 
the field goal post in yeah. that hole where he fell. Right. If you thought like Jimmy Hoffa was buried inside <laughs> the old Meadowlands, like in some kind of like concrete tube, this guy could have died in the in the future Bills locker room on <laughs> the Sunday. Future Bills locker. Oh man, that other other pregame show. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> also on CBS Sports Network. <laughs> two. CBS Sports Network 2. CBS Sports The Ocho. Yeah. Or the, the Nueve. We've gone past The Ocho. Yes. The Nueve. We have that other, other pregame show where we just watch Bill's Mafia stumble to their death while covered in feces. It's another job they wouldn't hire me for either. Not A10 basketball, not the other, other pregame show. <laughs> Coming up after that other, other pregame show, it's kite surfing. But right now, here's here's John in Buffalo, who seems to be stumbling to his death again. From porta potty surfing in Buffalo to kite surfing in Kitty Hawk. All without bogus. Next. Does Shine have a kid to host one of those shows yet? Does he have his own Noah Eagle? I tell you what, if Cause Game Day is getting, you know, The Rock and Lil Wayne, you know, the other other shows getting like Vanilla Ice <laughs> on the Nueve. Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Tight end Cam McCormick of the Miami Hurricanes is petitioning for a ninth year of eligibility. Nine years! Would you want to be a 26-year-old college football player? 62% of you said, no! The oldest college football player ever has been Alan Moore, who had his college career interrupted by the Vietnam War before returning to kick at Faulkner University. He kicked an extra point in a game at age 61. You're not you're not serious. That's what analytics says. If you enroll in a D1 program, you have four years of eligibility, which must be completed in five seasons. The only exemptions to pause the clock are military service, religious missions, or foreign services. For D2 and D3 schools, there's a semester clock. However, you can delay this also due to injury as well, which is what Cam McCormick is going on. He's in year eight right now because he had an Achilles and a broken ankle. Yeah, exactly. And in 2000, Chris Wanky became the oldest Heisman Trophy winner at the age of 28 because he put his football career on hold when he was drafted into Major League Baseball. Remember Chris Wanky playing nearly 30 years old in college? <laughs> And then how old was Weed when he was drafted? 26? Weed, yeah, Weedon was old, too. Yeah, Weedon was old. Old snapper. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to your epic fail of the morning, boys and girls. This dude in Buffalo. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Before Bill's Raiders Sunday, a still unnamed 29-year-old man took some drugs, maybe some LSD. Now, most of us would have been done for the day at that point. <laughs> Go out, cash the Social Security check, have a good time. I might be the psychopath here. But this guy went into a porta potty took off all his clothes, covered his now naked body with the contents oh! of said porta potty I think you're an idiot. Is it still pregame? Pre-game. This is all in the noon Eastern hour Sunday. It's the other, other pregame show. <laughs> that, that other pregame poop show. This dude, because he's going to make good decisions, runs towards the construction site for the new Bill Stadium. He climbs a 10-foot fence and makes his first fall into the hole. He starts to run again and falls even farther down. Oh, my goodness. Now we're 30 feet below wow. sea level. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> wow. There's even like a police helicopter on scene, and they say as they're hovering over this guy, laying in the hole, covered in porta potty remnants, with one hand he gives them the peace sign, with the other, I'm guessing, the middle finger. Yes. No. Law has been broken. My actions don't require any defense. 
In the same situation, I'd do it again. Two 20-foot falls? Like, do drugs make you tougher, too? Let's have everything else? You can't hurt this! I'm a machine, dude! Well, I think maybe the, the arms go limber, the body goes limp. That like, you're not, like, tense, like, oh my god, I'm falling, that yes. you can just fall freely and happily, that yes. you somehow tumble better. Trust fall. So dumb. Like, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And of all the places to do it, a porta potty in Buffalo, which is just filled with anchor bar from last night. And filled with Ugh. all types of. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather swim in an actual toilet than be involved with the what's in a porta pot that's just sitting there and that blue goo to like kill someone and it's just like, oh, I mean, it's just horrible. An epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the DA Show. Thanks to executive producer E.J. Stewart. Thanks to Billy Jacqueline on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA, and Andrew Bogish on your headlines. We'll see you tomorrow for a Thirsty Thursday. Be good and be good to one another. I'm DA and the Mothership Disconnect. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.